Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for some pop culture stuff as we are discussing the back half of Season 2 of The Mandalorian. Spoiler alert uh, for everybody going forward if you haven't seen the rest of The Mandalorian, although I can't imagine anybody who hasn't at this point. Also, we will be releasing this on Christmas Day, so Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah, even that'll, though that'll be over by the time this podcast comes out. So happy belated Hanukkah and happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff that's going on. Uh, whatever whatever you're doing hopefully you're having a good time because it's been a heck of a year and we're we're almost at the end of it and we're just uh you know just hanging on we'll we'll just hang on and, and then we'll get through this and we're all we're almost to the other side the, the 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 end of the tunnel is in sight but the point of the story is merry christmas and there will be spoilers for this mandalorian podcast going forward as we will be de- Diving deep, deep into season two of The Mandalorian. Joining me today to talk season two of The Mandalorian is Robert Kaufflesh. How the heck are you, Rob? I'm doing well. Happy to be here. All right. Great to have you. So it's just you and me today. Unfortunately, everybody else too busy. We're the only two losers, I guess, that don't have anything going, uh, oh, I'm going on. on. I'm on vacation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> vacation in air quotes. <laughs> right? No, literally, on... literally on vacation. I've taken vacation days around the holidays. <laughs> yeah, technically, technically. All right. Uh, so we're recording this a bit early, but we'll... Um... We're recording this on the Tuesday, but we'll release it a few days later on, on actual Christmas Day. But... Um... Here we are. Mandalorian finished on Friday. Uh, for the first time, I wasn't able. First time this season, I wasn't able to watch it uh, directly on the Friday it was released, and um, so I had to wait till Saturday. So I had to stay off Twitter and social media because I got to tell you. We'll, so we'll, it was my turn to spoil something, sort of, for you. Sort of. That's true. <laughs> but I well, we don't spoil anything no. beyond like like you and me spoil like like the way we spoil is is me just texting you going. You know, being like the kid from The Incredibles, just being like, that was totally wicked! That was pretty it, but we don't get into specifics. We're just like, yeah, yeah, it was a good episode. We know better. Know? Yeah, because that's just cruel. And I gotta tell you, and also Star Wars fans, as far as the spoilers and stuff go, with the social media, I gotta tell you, I hearken back to you, you were pretty much on damn near every Game of Thrones podcast that we did back when Game of Thrones, when we were doing week-to-week Game of Thrones reviews and breakdowns yeah. and whatnot, back when that was the most popular show on television. Yeah. And Except here we are. we had the roster of like a dozen people, so we had to cycle. <laughs> true, true, yeah. And, uh, and now look at us now, I can't even beg people to get on a Mandalorian podcast. <laughs> here we are discussing... Here we are discussing the new most popular show on planet Earth, The Mandalorian, and I, I night and day difference between between people who, you know, between people being able to, uh, for lack of a better term, shut the fuck up for at least a few little bit. Like like, think about how how yeah. the game Game of Thrones fans went for years, years. Without spoiling on social media, they like so much so that they had their little codes and their little <laughs> internet mishandles and stuff and 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 whatnot. So as not to spoil it for us non-book reading type folks, and you know, like like nobody knew the red wedding was gonna happen, right? And and nobody no. nobody knew uh, Rob Stark. Like I think back to like Rob Stark. Uh, 
getting uh, or not Rob Stark, John Snow, sorry, getting mm-hmm. getting stabbed at the end of the one season, and then everybody thinking he was dead. Like the book, that was the last thing that happened in the books, apparently, and 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 everybody like kept that under wraps. The Star Wars fans, man, those episodes go up at like eight in the morning on a Friday, and by eight oh five somehow, <laughs> everything is like something. Like there is a spoiler trending about every episode. Like the the one that happened for me was. I think after episode 13, which we'll get into a moment in in a moment, uh, called the Jedi, mm-hmm. that was the episode where we got the reveal of uh, Baby Yoda's uh, real name, Grogu, and Grogu. I, Grogu, and I went on to tw- I went on to Twitter stupidly that morning because I just you know forgot it was Friday and the Mandalorian was out and I should probably not be there. And then I saw that Grogu was trending. Luckily, I didn't know what the fuck that meant, so I didn't actually click it and get that spoiled for me. But like when she, when Rosario Dawson went, his name's Grogu. I was like, oh, so that's what that was, fucking <laughs> idiots. It's just like, man, they're so bad. Like the Star Wars fans got to like. Smarten up with the with the spoilers. Like at least give it twenty four hours, and, and for God's sake. Luckily, I, I stayed off. So I like, but I guarantee you, if I'd have looked at my, if I'd have looked at, at you know Twitter and saw what, or or whatever and saw what was trending, at you know tw- at friggin' like yeah. before nine o'clock in the morning, and it would have been trending all day on Friday. It would have been Luke Skywalker, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I I think it was even on the the last episode where. I had to remember is like going on to Reddit or for for even YouTube. It's like, oh wait, no, I got to be careful about this mm-hmm. because chances are there's going to be, you know, the initial image on YouTube and who knows what on Reddit, whether it be a caption, a meme, a screenshot, something. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, I got to tread lightly when going onto these things. Ah, so bad. So, I mean, normally we kind of go through this episode by episode, but I I I say. Fuck it. You're the guest. What the hell do you want to talk about first? And and we'll, we'll I, I should say we'll be primary. We'll talk about it all, but we'll primarily be focusing on the back four episodes. So that's chapters 13 through 16, um, because uh, this is kind of our part two of uh, season two of The Mandalorian. And you can go back a few episodes and, and part one will be up there where we where we deep dive with Kevin Miller. The two of us and Kevin uh, mm-hmm. was able to make it up for that. We deep dived on the first four episodes. Um, so, yeah, the focus will be primarily the last four, but but. You know, we'll, I'm sure we'll sprinkle in some of the other stuff. But what would you like to talk about first, Rob, in no particular order? What's on your mind? That's such a big question. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the, the first thing that comes to mind is how these episodes seem to be better than, like, ignoring it as like, okay, yes, they seem to be better than, like, the sequels and all that stuff. But just, like, movies in general, they they've started to look better than movies mm-hmm. to me, particularly uh, uh, chapter 14, the tragedy directed mm-hmm. by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, that, that one looked like what, like a 45 minute movie in, entirely. It was <laughs> unbelievable. Like the color in it that I saw, like it just seemed to pop more to me. Yeah. I, I mean, that's the, like, the intent, but, or I had some preconceived notion when you had mentioned that it was Robert Rodriguez or something. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I that's no. so good. My thing was just I've I've always loved Robert Rodriguez, but you know, like I've always loved Robert Rodriguez because you know he's done some of my favorite movies, like Desperado's great, and uh, oh, what's the one with that where everybody turns into vampires in the bar halfway through from Dust Till Dawn, right? Yes, yeah, like Dust from Dust Till Dawn. Dawn. But like the problem with uh, Robert Rodriguez that I've always said is is 
all of his movies kind of fall apart like completely in the third act <laughs> like they, they just like like it, like basically the, Robert Rodriguez is like I got a series of really cool stuff to do in the first two acts but I don't really know how to bring this home in the third act and they were like they kind of were just like ah fuck it we'll figure it out later and then we never <laughs> actually did but I mean like I was that episode <laughs> oh god that episode the tragedy I remember like when it went boom and then flash up directed by Robert Rodriguez I was like oh oh you magnificent bastard oh <laughs> it was just so good I mean, we, oh, God, we, we can just get right into that one if we want. Like, so the tragedy is the, the second episode of the back four. So mm-hmm. um, episode 14 of season two, I believe, or no, yeah. episode yep. six, chapter 14 oh. in the whole, uh, in the whole shebang bang that is the Mandalorian. And it, uh, written by John Favreau, directed by Robert Rodriguez. It was both, it was basically the, we're gonna make Boba Fett look badass for the first time in actuality, right? Like, and and give it, people it, a solid reason to be like, yeah, fawn over them. <laughs> Just those sad neck beards with the Boba Fett tattoos, Rob, that had been carrying the torch for this dork for <laughs> for. 30, 40 years, finally we're like, I know you could do it! I know you could do it! And I gotta tell you, I'm here for it, because I always thought Boba Fett, like, I knew the armor was badass, and he had, like, the cool line where he was like, you know, he's no good to be dead, and stuff like that, but, and his ship I've always kind of hated, because it's so stupid, and the physics of, of that, like, and uh, first off, it's inappropriately named, because it's called Slave 2, or whatever it is. Slave and 1. But slave yeah. 1, and then it looks stupid, and it's like, it, it's just, it looks stupid, it flies stupid, and his armor is badass and <laughs> and it's just like his armor was badass but then he didn't really do anything and he got like ta- he got completely taken out by a blind han solo and then they really went out of their way in this one to be like let's watch this fucker just bludgeon dudes over the head with a hammer <laughs> right? like, just, yeah oh what is God. it uh like the tuscan raider gaffy stick yeah and all that like right yeah hmm. That those seem to have some ser- significant weight to it that uh, will seriously hurt your skull. <laughs> yeah, and when we were when we were watching it with him at the what was it at the end of the because I mean we got a we got a, a, a tease of Boba Fett. I had no idea we were going to go this deep into Boba Fett, quite frankly. But we got we got mm-hmm. a we got a tease of him at the end of the uh, the Marshall episode with Timothy Olafantastic, and yeah. he. I, I just thought that I honestly thought that was going to be it. So when the slave one um, touched down on, on that planet that they were on in, in episode 14, I was just like, I wonder who this is going to be. And, and I obviously thought, I, I thought they were baiting us and it was going to be somebody else, you know, flying Boba Fett's ship. But then right. all of a sudden he was asking for his armor and I'm just like, Oh, we're doing this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Point so, blank. Give me my armor. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so where were you on that one? When, when, when that happened? Uh, I was pretty happy to see that actually, because it <laughs> partially because in the first four episodes, when we were talking about them, I was figuring by the end, it's like, we're going to bring it, bring the band back together to deal with the, the bad in the last episode. So it's like, well, they teased at Boba Fett. So it's like starting to bring the band in, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, but also just like, I'm not a, like, a fanboy over him from the other stuff. It's like, yeah, Boba Fett, cool, like great armor, and then there's all the clone stuff. But um, I'm just, I was just interested to see, like, you know, what happened. And then I can't remember the other character's name that's with them. 
Oh, um, uh, Fennec Shand, played by yeah. Ming-Na Wen. Yeah, she was still alive. That was weird. But, like, in that episode, like, you know, she got uh, stabbed or whatever, and mm-hmm. uh, whoever it was that came back to, like, uh, help her deal with her, I guess it was Boba Fett. Yeah, it turns out it was Boba um, Fett, yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, there's some cybernetics going on to... Got a nice little bounty hunter squad going on, so... Yeah, the, the answer for everything. I was intrigued to uh, see... <laughs> Well, I was just, I was, <laughs> the answer for everything in Star Wars, like any, anytime somebody gets hurt, it's like, like they use robot parts <laughs> more yeah. than like they use robot parts to explain anything the way when you play the Metal Gear Solid things where they're, they're like, what's the answer for this? Um, eh, nanobots, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's their answer for everything. It's just, <laughs> oh, you're injured here. Do you need an upgrade? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So good. More machine now than man <laughs> twisted and evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh man, that episode gave us so much good shit too. Like the the, the meditating on Tython, and mm-hmm. like for, yeah, we, first off, the fact that we were on Tython was just dope because you know like we never really get to go because the, the, the Jedi homeworld is Tython. We never really get to go to Korriban in live action, which is the Sith homeworld, right? Because there aren't a lot of Sith out there. Um, but there's like for yeah, we were on that, and and Grogu was meditating the entire time, and. Uh, friggin' Gene Carlo Esposito showed up with the with the Dark Troopers who were who were pretty mm-hmm. badass. I hope we get to see more of them because I was those were cool. I hope that wasn't just like a one and done. Even though uh, <laughs> oh, spoilers, they got to have more of them. <laughs> yeah, true. And uh, yeah, they're gonna need more. Uh, but yeah, when when like Ming Na Wen came back and Boba Fett was there and they were just fighting yeah. off a bunch of stormtroopers and then the Dark Troopers dropped down and they 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 blew up a ship and I was like, I don't approve of that. <laughs> right? like, yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, so once, uh, uh, was it the the Razor Crest uh, yeah. exploded from the shot from space? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a good way to take it out. And, and I had two immediate thoughts afterwards. Like one, good thing Boba Fett went and got his armor mm-hmm. <laughs> without yeah. waiting for permission. <laughs> yeah, where were you on uh, pot-bellied Boba Fett? <laughs> like the big gut hanging out of the armor <laughs> on the side shots, right? Like, look, as you get older. Yeah. You start yeah. to expand a bit. It's true. It's true. I just, <laughs> so, I just thought Timura Morrison should have been like, Timura Morrison should have been like, hey, guys, come on, ease off on the side shots. I don't think I look pretty good straight on, but like when you give me the side profile, it's just not yeah. helping, right? Like it's not doing me any favors. Like that's, what, that's why he's got the long flowing black like robe uh, kind of going yeah. as well. But uh, it's 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 a little bit of the opposite effect when uh, Timothy Oliphant was wearing it, where it looked like this big like true, like yeah. he was putting on like kids armor or something <laughs> yeah oh yeah all the fantastic right oh man he was so big um, that but, was funny. Uh, yeah so like the the armor being out of there and then also you know would the armor have survived presumably it would have mm-hmm. uh, but then you know that uh mando went and actually picked up the uh the spear that was still there and i can't remember if he did it at that point but also the ball i think he did when it blew up the uh, the ball that sat atop the one uh, lever or whatever mm-hmm. that yeah, uh, the one... that Grogu kept uh, playing with. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I can't remember if he did it at that point or if it was the episode before that he had it. No, he definitely well, it was before. Like, but he definitely picked that out of the rubble. Like, he picked two things out of the rubble of his ship. One was like the Beskar spear, and then the yeah. other was uh, was the, uh, the the little ball thing, which I he. 
didn't give to Grogu at the end when he left him, presumably for forever or more likely a couple of seasons. And then yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, Grogu will show up to save him sort of a thing, but he didn't give it to him. Was there, although it had the cool moment with, uh, with the helmet takeoff, but we'll get into that more yeah. in depth. Uh, maybe, maybe he's holding on to it for like a reason to like, or excuse to be yeah. like, we'll see each other again. Yeah. Or he'll be like, Hey, I remember that kid and this bull was his favorite toy sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, um, Let's go back to the to the genesis of this uh, half of the pod, uh, which would be Chapter 13, The Jedi, mm-hmm. um, where we get to meet uh, Ahsoka Tano for the first time in live action uh, style, uh, played by Rosario Dawson. And mm-hmm. she was fantastic. And we got to see her running around slicing people up with the white lightsabers, which the white lightsaber has always been my favorite Um lightsaber i use that anytime in any sort of star wars rpg or online mmo i remember in the old republic uh the my sith warrior guy always had the white lightsaber because i like the aesthetic of i I don't like that the sith warriors are or the i don't like that the sith are pigeonholed into wearing you know black all the time like it doesn't it doesn't make sense so just like we got to make them look as evil as possible give them the black give them the black clothing give them the red lightsaber exactly i'm like why black and red all the time i can't like because i mean like i mean you're a sith lord you can presumably do whatever you want you're not going to be like, yeah, give me the red one like everybody else. There will be some guys who are like some some guys and lady Sith Lords who are like, I'm going to just do a white one, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. what's with all the black, you guys? It's depressing. right? <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I always like the I always like the appeal of having like a, a Darth Vader guy, but everything was white. And then he's like, I don't mind if I get blood on me. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> just made him feel more evil. Uh, but yeah, Rosario Dawson shows up. And uh, she's, you know, getting into a fight with this uh, imperial magistrate lady who's who's taken this this shithole of a city under her uh, uh, under her thumb, basically. And and it, uh, man, it was if, it was. If I remember correctly, too, um, it was the cold open before the the opening credits and all, uh, mm-hmm. with her showing up and just like in the fog, taken out uh soldiers working her way up to the door yeah that was awesome i was like Ooh, yeah this is nice that was a <laughs> like, good cold and, open like, igniting like turning on and off the lightsabers it, like using them and then turning them off because hey look here's some glowing light that may be like you know mm-hmm. a beacon in the fog <laughs> yeah like, try not to give away the position like using them like that it's like i dig it oh yeah so do- and like stuff we never said like i like kevin brought up in the first uh half of this pod um, or in the, the first half of the season pod that Cara Dune fights with, you know, she's, she's been like the first character that fights very martially in the, mm-hmm. uh, in the star Wars universe where she's always punching and slamming people and kicking people. And, yeah. and whereas everybody else is like, pew, 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 and boom, boom, boom. Right. Yeah. And, and, and she's the one going like, ah, kill you. Right. Like, and she keeps that physicality up. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it, and it's refreshing to see and, and expand on stuff like that. And, to, to add on that to your point, um, to, or to, or on both of your guys' points, yeah, it, like, we've all, we've never really seen a, a Jedi, well, you know, like, not in the movie, not in the live action stuff anyway, you see it in the TV mm-hmm. shows and whatnot, but we, we haven't really seen it where someone is being very, like, stealthy like that, where it's like, okay, you know, quick stab, and then, you know, like, quick stab, yeah. retract, you know, <laughs> like, like yeah, it's the, like, the quick stab, put the lightsaber away, hide, come up behind the next guy, quick stab, and then, you know, put it away, and then, yeah. and then the, like... The closest I think we had was in Return of the Jedi, when Luke is, like, when Vader's trying to find Luke in, mm-hmm. like, 
on the first floor of whatever em- the Emperor's room is and all that. Of Death Star 2, yeah. Of Death Star 2, and he's just like talking to him, and Vader's trying to find him, and then Luke gets uh, angry, ignites his lightsaber, and then goes yes. at Vader. But it's mm. just like, yeah, I'm going to have the lightsaber off, try to hide, do whatever talking, not just like, oh, I'll just hide it behind my back. Yeah. Don't worry about I- it. You can't see it. So Doesn't give off a hum or anything. <laughs> so how was meeting uh, live action Ahsoka to know for you? Uh, my reaction is neat. Yeah. Because <laughs> I have huh, not watched neat. the uh, mm-hmm. Clone Wars or Rebels, so I only knew the character by name, having mm-hmm. heard it before. But that was it. It's so, like I had no nothing, no emotional experience before going in. So I was just like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I. I had seen nothing wrong with this. Mm-hmm. If there are faults for like not being faithful to what it was before or anything like that, which I mean, given who directed the episode was, and wrote no. it, I d- wouldn't think so considering it was, uh, what was it? It was Dave Filoni. Dave and Filoni. Yeah. And he, she's uh, his baby. He, right? he created yeah. the character. Mm-hmm. That's his baby for yeah. sure. But no, yeah, I, I thought it was really well done and uh, I enjoyed it. And I was a little surprised that it's like she was only there for the one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, then I guess it was, well, she's getting her spinoff. Also true. Yeah. So, but presumably it's in the, the universe of the Mandalorian. So crossovers and all that mm-hmm. would be possible. Yeah. There, there were a lot of good things. So the, the, the one trepidation I had, cause it was awesome to see, I, I would say the generation below us and I'm kind of getting through the, uh, I'm, I'm about two thirds of the way through the first season. And I got to tell you, the first season is, is kind of a slog, um, through clone wars. And that apparently picks up I, our, our mutual friend, uh, Michael Epoch is a massive fan of the clone wars and rebels animated series. And he keeps telling me just, just get through season one. And then it starts getting, they really start getting, into like storyline and doing cool shit and hanging out with cool people. Cause right now it's just a lot of like the stuff I, well, cause the reason I, I I'm hesitant to, uh, you know, it's tough for me in particular to get through clone wars and stuff is cause I hate the Jedi, right? So <laughs> cheering for the Jedi and the, and the Republic to succeed is, is not exactly my thing, but I guess it'll be worth it to watch it all blow up in their face when you presumably with like, based on how the plot line of star Wars works, <laughs> it should, it should eventually blow up in their faces. Um, but so so I, I I would say for a generation of Star Wars fans that are kind of you know like a generation to half a generation below you and I, mm-hmm. like Ahsoka Tano is their girl man like she is their dude and and to to see that in live action must have been so sweet and my my the only thing I I had with Rosario Dawson that I was like yeah, this is a little off for a Jedi and, and it has nothing to do with her performance because she was fantastic and I hope to see her ever. But Rosario Dawson has so much natural in real life, just sexual charisma. Like <laughs> she just oozes it, man. And it, it, and it's part of her charm and it's part of what makes her just so awesome as an actress and just as a person in real life. And it just doesn't work for a Jedi. Right. So I'm like, even though it's like her standing there, it's her standing there with a puppet and Pedro Pascal, who's also one of the most attractive <laughs> human beings on the planet. And Pedro Pascal in this scene is covered head to toe in Beskar armor. And I'm still just like, Jesus, these two need to get a room. man. And it's just like, it's just, I'm like, whoo, you know, I'm just like, I'm just like just like man how beautiful would their kids be good lord you know <laughs> and it's just but it's got nothing to do with the characters it's just because like just rosario just is so just god she just it's crazy and i 
So it was just funny to see her play a Jedi. And she was, she was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the scenes with her when, when um, they were trying to get uh, Grogu to, like, actually Jedi mind trick the ball. And she was the one who, who revealed the, uh, the name Grogu. Which, where do you stand on the name Grogu? Uh, I mean, it seems fine. We've seen two, uh, two characters in the Star Wars universe of that species. And we've mm-hmm. got Yoda and, is it Yaddle? Yaddle, yeah. Uh, so it's like, okay, based on that, it's like, I wonder if it's going to start with a Y. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't. Okay. I I don't know. <laughs> like any name would be fine. Basically, yeah. I d- I didn't think the name would be like here's Jimmy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I thought it was I I was I'm fine with it and I like it yeah. and, and like it it's shocking because I honestly hope it overtakes. I hope it overtakes Baby Yoda. Like I hope, I hope like exactly. It's shocking because we've had at at that point it was what chapter thirteen. So we've had twelve episodes beforehand, Mm -hmm. and like a year, like just over a year of everyone either uh, saying Baby Yoda or the child, Mm -hmm. and then it's like, oh, this character does have a name. But yeah. I mean, for me, it's just like, yeah, it's Grogu. Mm-hmm. I, like I've very quickly turned around because before I was, I was adamant about not saying baby Yoda because <laughs> it's like, we don't know for sure that it's Yoda and I'm not going to fall into the trap that it's like, surprise, it's not actually a, just a clone of Yoda or something like that. Yeah. Oh, that would have been terrible. <laughs> that would have been truly terrible. I um, mean, it's still a possibility. They haven't ruled it out. I suppose, yeah. There's always chance for that, but let's hope not. Let's yeah. let's just things are fine the way they are. There's no need for everybody to be connected to everybody, right? It could just be yeah. another guy, right? Like, like and, g- and... given that it's um, that, I guess Grogu was mm-hmm. at the temple learning the ways of the Force or learning mm-hmm. to be a Jedi at the time of like Order sixty six and all of that. Mm-hmm. So it's like chances are then uh, Grogu isn't a clone of Yoda. <laughs> Yeah, and it, makes and it sense. is actually just another one of that species. Mm-hmm. But I stand by that it's like it's not ruled out 100. percent True. Yeah, <laughs> there's a non-zero it. chance. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's it's so close to zero though that it's it's yeah. minute is what I'll say. But yeah, and there's a lot of cool stuff like when when she talks about how I can't train him because he may go uh, to the dark side, and you know I've seen that before. <laughs> you know, it was like yeah. ooh shady (laughs) having not watched like clone wars and rebels like i know that anakin Mm -hmm. trained so so i know what she was referencing (laughs) which is another just unconscionable thing by the jedi where the jedi are like we're not letting you on the council we're not letting you be grandmaster but here's a child for you to train and it's like (laughs) what are they doing (laughs) he was like he never actually did he ever actually finish his training why is he training someone else it doesn't make sense (laughs) um but yeah the other thing that was uh awesome in that episode was uh so we had the we had the we we got the grogu name drop we got to see ahsoka to know we got to see the the best car spear which was awesome but mm-hmm. uh we, we got the allure to the to the darth vader dark side but the biggest one for my money as a star wars fan and a fan of the expanded universe and whatnot 
was the Grand Admiral Thrawn name drop, which was just mm. like, oh, because I honestly didn't even know it was coming. But but when she was like, where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? And I was like, oh, my God, are we finally going to get a fucking chiss in the in live action? And I'm like, God damn, because I know I screamed about it on one of our Star Wars reviews where I was just like, can I get a fucking chiss in one of these movies for mm. God's sake? Like even in the background somewhere, just give me a blue face, dude. I'm like, come on. <laughs> Because the Chiss is such an awesome race. Like, everything about it cool. Just the blue skin with the red eyes. And it's just, man, they're so dope. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited that, we're like, I, I mean, maybe it's going to be in, in the Ahsoka thing. Like, maybe that's the first season is Ahsoka. Um, Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka just running around the galaxy trying to find Grand Admiral Thrawn in the mm-hmm. grand tradition of the Mandalorian. <laughs> where she's like, now I found him and I got to call on the gay. I got to put the band back together to go complete the mission on the ship I got to go to, right? And it's just like, so good. Yeah, because, I mean, recently, like, uh, Disney announced just a whole slew of Star that, Wars related things. So that like, was fucking obnoxious. If you this, want, let's. If you want to get into un, that, this whole we, universe just it either got much bigger or just really saturated. <laughs> that was fucking obnoxious. That Disney thing that they did, like, oh my god. I, I mean, I, I just, I mean, the, the, the thought. I mean, let's 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 take a quick detour here, and we'll come back yeah. with chapters fifteen and sixteen in a second here, because I definitely want to talk about fucking <laughs> Bill Burr's return. Um. I tell you, I, I, I don't, because I love Star Wars, but I don't worship at the fucking altar, and I, I, I recognize that a lot of what they do, especially in live action, this series that we're talking about notwithstanding, um, are largely giant pieces of shit that make me angry to no end and are, are, are just so preventable in how big of a piece of shit they are, you know? Uh, it just... To see Kathleen Kennedy, who's like patient, who's basically patient zero for why this is, keeps happening, sort of a thing, you know, to see her standing in front of the thing being like, guys, we've hit it big with the Mandalorian, so we're giving you what you want. And she like stands up and like, like, you know, like, like basically her version of unlimited power. And then like, here's the 19 shows we've got planned. And I'm like, Christ, I don't need any of this. I need like maybe one or two of these, like Patty Jenkins, who hopefully will get to come back on in a couple weeks. I'm still not sure how we're going to get to see it on Christmas day in, uh, up in Kenyatta, but like hopefully like that Wonder Woman eighty four is 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 mm-hmm. awesome and we get to come on and, and talk about how awesome that is. Early returns are that it's it's quite entertaining and lovable, so that's that soothes my jangled nerves on that one. But the like the Patty Jenkins uh Rogue Squadron one, I'll t- I'm I'm I I'm on board for that one, but a lot of the other ones, Rob, I was just like, why did they immediately shotgun twelve fucking shows? Right? <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I was like, twelve, not one, not two max, twelve. Right? Like, I, I forgot there was even going to be a Rogue Squadron one, um, no, I, because I, there's just yeah. there's so many, and my immediate like I knew there'd been talks of like an Obi Wan. Uh, which I don't or like need. a Kenobi series and all that. I don't, so like, I don't okay. whatsoever need an Obi-Wan Kenobi. We know Obi-Wan but, Kenobi's story. Yeah. But with all of that, it's just like, okay, so those things that have been talked about, they're actually happening. It's like, okay, cool. And it's like, oh, and there's like these seven other things. Like, wow, did they really just strike gold with the Mandalorian and strike while the iron is hot? Yeah. <laughs> and maybe. It, my concern is that it's going to saturate. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
like there's it's just going to be too much star wars in a, in the same sense when i think it was when last jedi came out mm-hmm. and then it was only a couple months later that solo came out yeah whereas usually there had been at least a year uh cuz i think what was it it was force awakens and then rogue one and then last jedi or something like that yeah. So like there was always like you know a year in between. It's not just here's a whole bunch of things and we're just gonna give it all to you at once. Like wow, okay. <laughs> but at the same time, I've stopped caring. <laughs> so yeah. it's like it's there, cool. If I enjoy it, great. I'll watch it. If I don't, I'm just not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna get all. I'm not yeah. getting up in arms about any of this stuff anymore. <laughs> Game and of that's, Thrones, the end of Game of Thrones really just yeah. took me out of getting too invested in things anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's the. I mean, and that's probably the correct attitude to have. You're like, if it's good, I'm on board. If it's not, I'll just not watch it. Right? There's tons of other stuff to watch. That's probably it. I just didn't like. I I was more pissed at the presumption. You know, like oh. it was just like, you know, you know what I mean. Like I was pissed at the presumption. Oh, where you mean like, like like the blizzards one where it's like. Oh, Diablo 4, we'll put it on your phone. It's like, what, you guys don't have phones? Yeah, right? Like, it's <laughs> like, like, what are you oh, doing? Oh, you morons. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, but yeah, it was just, well, just the presumption of Kathleen Kennedy standing there being like, here's the 12 shows. And I was like, 12? You already announced? You have this Obi-Wan Kenobi show coming that I, I honestly couldn't give two shits about, if I'm really being honest. I mean, I'll give it a shot, but I was just like, why are we doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi show when we know Obi-Wan Kenobi's story, right? Like, we know his story. We don't need to live through it. Can we see it about someone else? And then they're like, okay, we're doing, you know, Ro- the Rogue Squadron one sounds pretty dope. And they got me on the, and I'm not a Boba Fett guy. I, I said that earlier, but I yeah. like when they dropped that little after credit sequence, which we could talk about now if you want. When they dropped that little after credit sequence after the last episode, I was like, okay, you got me. I'm on board. Are we just gonna we're gonna be spending time in the gangster underworld of of Tatooine? Maybe we'll get to go to Narshada and places like yeah. that while they're like drug running. I'm just I, like the, the the what I had pictured in my head. I'm like, you fuckers, you got me. I'm on board and I'm back. I'm ready to I'm ready to grow a neck beard and get a Boba Fett tattoo and I'm just <laughs> I'm I'm ready. Like let's fucking do it. You guys got me. That was that when was Bo- dope. When Boba Fett sat down on the the throne. Yeah. And it just like there's that pose and um mm-hmm. what was it? And Fennec was just like drinking whatever next to whatever him. that blue shit is that they yeah. can apparently get drunk off of alcoholic the Star Wars blue milk probably. looks like hip, it looks like hypnotic right like yeah, yeah. just grab a bottle like, it looks like they just put hypnotic and in, like into a big jug right yeah but, but with that shot and it's like the book of boba and in my uh in my mind i put in a subtitle of i run this shit now yeah colon <laughs> i run this shit and that, and just like fat bib fortuna was like hilarious. like yeah. the fact that like bib fortuna's there and he's clearly let himself go and stuff i like was that. actually and just surprised to see him alive yeah i thought, I thought so he too. died i did too but uh, like i vaguely remember so i vaguely remember some sort of coward like runaway by him during the uh yeah. the attack on jabba's pleasure barge i i i vaguely remember a show maybe i've just you know uh what's it called Maybe I just Mandela affected myself and and or incepted myself, and I'm just like uh, maybe I put that in my own head. But I just for some reason I remember like the shit going down and him just being like getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> right? just, but at the same time, there was an yeah. exchange of words of I thought you were dead. Because, true. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. Boba Fett was in the Sarlacc pit and like That's he got true, out. Yeah. 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 You did. Um. Yeah. And and I don't need the explanation of how Boba Fett got out. It's just sure he got out and and he's been wandering around the desert for five years or whatever. And he's he's uh, 
finally got his shit back and he's ready to take over and he's decided to get back in the game right you know he was doing yeah. the monk thing where he was like hey i nearly died so i, I got my thing but now he's back you know like yeah you know so now it's like the godfather thing where he's like every time i'm out they pull me back in you know and now he's now he's just back in the game and and the next thing is like i don't want to do boba fett origins i just want to go forward with uh him and fennec and and taking mm-hmm. over the the underground and i want to go to places like nar Shadda, and i want to go to um uh yeah i just i, I want to spend more time on on uh on tatooine but in the underground under in the seedy underbelly of of tatooine and like i mm-hmm. like i said like like, like let's go to narshada and coruscant and cities like that and do underhanded gangster types let's let's do good fellas but in the star wars universe which is ultimately what i want and i've said for a few things and anytime i bring it up i uh, anytime i do a podcast i mention that marvel cracked the code by doing genre filmmaking just with people putting on super suits i don't see any reason star wars couldn't do the same thing so if you just did basically goodfellas and just basically (laughs) copied every gangster, basically the sopranos do the sopranos except instead of james gandolfini and everybody else it's boba fett and fennec shand and a cast of other characters that we meet right yeah like that's that's what the book of boba fett to me should be it should be the sopranos but with in space sopranos in space should be the elevator pitch right like that's yeah. that's dope. Um, uh, one last thing, and then we'll get back out of Star Wars. But uh, I just don't care about the Fantastic Four, Rob. I, <laughs> I just I truly don't care about the Fantastic Four. Not my favorite. Just, just going to slide that right in there. Just going to slide that in there. Don't care. Not my favorite. <laughs> Fantastic Four. Not my favorite. Um, anyway, let's get back. Uh, the next episode, we talked about the Jedi. We talked about the tragedy. Uh, chapter 15, episode 4 four in the back half so uh, episode seven overall Mm -hmm. uh the penultimate episode of season two the episode the believer uh we get the return of bill burr in this episode as migs mayfield as they have to go and get the imperial uh or the the man with the knowledge of imperial codes in order to sneak into the imperial base where they are what was the MacGuffin they were trying to get in that one it was the location of moff gideon's ship i believe yeah, I, I thought mm. it was the location of Moff Gideon, but I guess it makes sense that it would just be the ship that he's always on. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, we're just wherever he is. Uh, because otherwise, it's like I know where he is. It's like, so you're tracking his cell phone, or is he got yeah. a chip implanted into him? Like, <laughs> it's tracking device. Mm-hmm. It seems a little too easy if there's actually tracking the dark saber. <laughs> yeah. This this episode did two two things for me. First off, it was great to see Bill Burr back. He's excellent. I hope that that character is obviously going to return. It was funny that they they got him out at the or that he was just like, okay, I'm going. And he wasn't really, and he still wasn't. He still was just like, they're going to shoot me as soon as I turn around, <laughs> yeah, right? You know, like, I'm going to walk backwards until. Yeah, he's going to like, I'm going to yeah, I'm going to walk backwards until it's out of sight, and then I'm finally going to turn around and ro- run full speed into this forest and hope that somehow everything works out. Yeah, because like, did, didn't that go as like, yeah, you know, this happened. It's like, and you know, we'll just we won't talk about it. And it's like someone's like, talk about what? I'm like, what do you mean? What to talk about what? What happens? Yeah. <laughs> All really playing dumb that they're forgetting is like, I still don't trust you guys. <laughs> yeah, but like the the scene at the end of that episode where he or, or like in, in the third right before the third act where he's sitting at the table with yeah. uh, with that guy. I believe the character's name was Valen Hess. And this was the guy who like ordered the strike on whatever planet they were on during the, mm-hmm. during the, you know, the war. And it's just, man, that was just so just the tense. Like it, it, it was basically like, 
it was a little bit like the art house version of I'm not going to say it was quite the masterpiece of the uh, the barroom scene from Inglorious Bastards, but you know shades mm-hmm. of that where it's just like we're having a drink in a bar, but we all know shit like we're going to start shooting each other yeah. momentarily. Yeah, like, like people yeah. are just walking out of this one. Yeah, it wasn't quite the masterpiece that that scene was in in Inglorious Bastards where I could just put that scene on and and I'm just and I can you know learn some shit in in, in uh, as far as how filmmaking and stuff is supposed to go, but mm-hmm. it was a jace it, it was it was you know and it, it was a jace to uh yeah. to that it, but like man that was just like i honestly one of the all-time great star wars scenes i think what that, did you make that, of that one that scene for me i just kept wondering at at what point is bill burr gonna just shoot the guy like mm-hmm. he just keeps going it's like okay he's still waiting it's like he's clearly like tensing up and like this is not he's it's not sitting right with him like reliving this and uh, the outcome, not surprising, but it was just more of uh, at, at how long is it going to go on? And they really, really let it sink in with the audience. <laughs> yeah. And like the... And, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and then there's also the amusement of um, when with Mando taking off the, the helmet and all that to try to use the scanner and mm-hmm. the officer coming over to talk to him. And it's like, you know, uh, how do I get out of this one? Bilber shows up and it's like, oh, it's so so. We we call him whatever. You can't hear. You gotta just really yell. I can't remember the, what they called him. Brown eyes or something. Brown eyes. Like we just right. call him brown eyes. I remember that. The only reason I remember that is because somebody had a great meme where they ripped on the 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 last line in Rise of Skywalker, where the line was like, uh, you, you know, the meme was like, what's your name? Brown eyes. Brown oh, yeah. eyes. Who? Brown eyes Skywalker, and then like oh, the fourth panel was everybody going boo or whatever. I <laughs> just making fun of like, like how terrible the end. <laughs> what a terrible ending that was in Rise yeah. of Skywalker. That was so bad. Um, yeah, that that scene was great. And then even even before the like the uh, uh, just to bring it back to the Western motif that ultimately mm-hmm. is this series that where it's basically a space Western is is you know them driving which was basically you know the you know the bandits trying to rob the uh rob the uh the train or whatever right except in this case mm-hmm. it was like a, it was a truck filled with explosives or a, or a space yeah. dune buggy filled with explosives and and that was just like and bill burr's just shouting out like you know one-liners and he's like <laughs> we're gonna get killed and then stuff <laughs> but yeah, to me this this episode had had two things that were just fantastic. One was that uh, the the barroom scene that we were talking about, and the other thing was just yep. the fact that I felt like for the first time they humanized the Empire. In, yes. In this episode, and to me that was something that they would never. It, it was amazing to me because that was something they would never even remotely have thought of doing at any point in the movies. Right? Was mm-hmm. was being like, okay, well uh, that's not true. They because uh, they did it again. Um, and- because they tried to do it in the Last Jedi, right? Yeah, like like uh, Ryan. Uh, I can't remember his name. What was the director's name of the the Last Jedi? Ryan. Uh, I don't remember. I'd have to go uh, look it up. Yeah, let me get a quick Google search here. I can't. Uh, I internet enough. I can't yeah, type. I'm on search. the spot. Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. That's who it was. Yeah, Ryan Johnson tried to do that in tried to do a little bit of that in the last Jedi and everybody was like, I hate this. Well, at least most of the internet, at least most of the internet went, I hate this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so he tried to do a little bit of that in the last Jedi, but it was, uh, it was, yeah, the, 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 just the stuff where like, 
you know, when they were pulling in and the dudes were like going, yeah, and cheering and saluting them and stuff and just being like, woo, we got a victory. Empire. Way to go. You guys like we're not just dudes in the worst space armor of all time who can't shoot anything. So we, we, <laughs> we, we got her done. Right. Like get her done. We did the move. It's just like that. That's like you crazy. can't hit anything because you can't see once you put that helmet on. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. What did, what, what did, like, did you uh, what, what did you make of that with with them? just being like hey the empire people too right and i don't want to say it in the in the like you know there's good people on both sides you know (laughs) like i don't want to say it in that sort of way but i'm just like it's it's i i feel like i i I can say something adjacent to that because this is fictional care fictional characters right you know well (laughs) it's the kind of thing that gets that was brought up in um in kevin smith's uh, clerks with mm-hmm. like when the the death star is being built and all that it's like yes exactly they're, they're not on the, like you've got all these contractors they're not the empire they're doing their job and mm-hmm. and things like that so like and you know everyone in the empire didn't necessarily sign up under their own free will yeah so there's a, like well i mean it brings it up in the movies but like you know finn mm-hmm didn't choose to be a stormtrooper kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but it definitely seemed like the ones they're like, well, the ones cheering as the the cargo arrived, like that could have been like, yeah, that's just your everyday schmo, uh, doing their doing their job nine to five kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But the officer definitely did not seem like the humanizing kind. It's like no, you yeah. are just vile trash. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a scumbag. Yeah, and he needs to get shot in the face and then he did and it was awesome. Uh yeah, but it was just and I mean they did it kind of twice in in this season I thought where they were kind of putting hmm. putting range to the empire and this is kind of a nice segue into the last episode yeah. uh chapter 16 the rescue but the cold open for that uh, episode uh, is uh, the Slave 1 getting into a shot with one of those Imperial triangle-shaped ships with the three yeah. wings, like the one that goes straight eye. I'm sure there's somebody listening to this going, it's called this, you fucking moron, right? Like, it's yeah. whatever that ship is, right? But, like... Um, so there was the kind of shuttle that, like, Vader and Palpatine used. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, not when they were fighting, when they were just yeah, transporting yeah. people just around. Yeah, moving around. The wings fold up. It's a, pretty, it's a pretty neat design. I've always liked those ships. And... Uh, uh, but yeah, the cold open is them uh, uh, going after Dr. Parshing and then they board the ship and trying to get him to find out, you know, where, where Moff Gideon is and that whole thing. And, um, you know, the, the Imperial guy takes him hostage and he's staring at Cara Dune and he's like, oh, yeah, you were in the Empire, weren't you? Or sorry, he goes, yeah, you were in the in the with the rebels, weren't you? Yeah, I was on the Death Star, and she goes, yeah, which one? Which one? <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I wanted her to be like, which one, and then turn everybody and be like, which one? And then high five. <laughs> I, I did <laughs> chuckle at that because of like yeah. Death Star wise, it's like yeah. there's only two, but yeah. in uh, terms of like all of Star Wars, it's like no, really, which one? You do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> I wanted Depending him to go. You, you just wait. It. We're gonna one day. We're gonna build a big so. We're gonna build a gun that's finally gonna be so big. We'll take over the world. First three didn't work, but one day we'll. Oh have my a god! Gun are they gonna so itch you and big. scratch it? Where they just yeah. keep getting bigger guns and it goes over the planet and all that? Well, that's always been the Empire's plan, right? Is <laughs> just bigger gun, right? Because that's what the Death Star is at, at at Hope. It's just a bit like 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 soup to nuts. It's just a big gun. And so they had Death Star One, which was big gun, and that plan didn't work. But they were like, well, what if we made it bigger what if the gun was bigger and then they went death star 2 and that one didn't work and you know then the first order comes along and the first order is like guys hear me out 
first two big guns didn't work. But you know what I think the problem was? I don't think those guns weren't big enough. And what if we built the big gun and then <laughs> and they finally they, they built the big gun, which I guess was a big five guns because they could blow up five planets at once with the what the hell did they even call? I've always just called it Death Star three. It was called the Death Death Star three. What the hell did they call it in? Uh, uh, eh, God, what a star base or something? Starbase star killer? Star killer, star killer base. That's star what killer. Base. Star, yeah, the star killer. Right. Yeah. God, ter- what a terrible name. <laughs> that was an yeah. awful name. Uh, yeah, JJ really phoned that one in. Really uh, he was like, Star Killer Base, let's get over to lunch, guys. All right. Um, yeah, just not a, not a, not good. But yeah, when, when she, she was like, which one? But then he was like, you know, uh, he had the great line where it was like, you know, it was worth it to kill those terrorists and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, it's, like that was the thing. Because that was the thing that made... That, that was weird to me about the, the prequels where I was watching the prequels and I was going like, so the Jedi are the, like the way they explained or the way Lucas explained it in the, uh, in the prequels, I was like, so the Jedi are the bad guys and the Republic are a bunch of terrorists. <laughs> like, I was like, what? That's then not you, how I want this you to go. Ju- you just got to keep in mind, uh, <laughs> like, Obi-Wan Kenobi's line from Empire Strikes Back, of, yeah. from a certain point of view. I guess, yeah, because somebody what, goes or no, like... no, I guess that was, sorry, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. From a certain um, point of view. So you look at it through the other lens, probably not knowing certain things, mm-hmm. and maybe it does look that way. I can't remember who it was. Somebody, I remember somebody had a great line on, it was either on Twitter or Reddit, one of the social media platforms, and so it was, uh, it was you know, a clip of, um, it, it was the clip of Vader on, uh, from Rogue One, Mm-hmm. Uh, smashing up all those all those dudes, and somebody posted it with the capture of like war veteran defeats terrorist cell or something like, or it was like, or it was like it was like mangled war veteran like comes back to defeat terrorist cell. And I was like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like that's one way of putting it, I guess. If you want to see it from that mm-hmm. from that particular point of view, that was nuts. Um, but yeah, we go from that to just a fantastic episode of uh, a fight like we meet Bo-Katan or like we go back and we meet Bo-Katan and and Koska Reeves apparently is the name of the character played by Sasha Banks Um, what I believe to be the greatest thing in the history of Star Wars occurred in that (laughs) episode which was Sasha Banks tornado DDTing Boba Fett in the middle of a bar before they each like shot flamethrowers at each other but I mean like I was was like wow Sasha Banks DDTed Boba Fett well that's gotta be that's gotta be my number one moment in the history of Star Wars I mean some people will say it was it was no Luke I'm your father or uh or or just no I'm your father whatever the the line is uh, some will say that. I'll say it was when Sasha Banks DDT'd Boba Fett in the middle of a bar somewhere, <laughs> Rob. That's 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 what Matt Paris will say. Uh, but yeah, they go get Bo-Katan. Again, they do the classic thing where they get the band back together again. Yeah. And they go after Giancarlo Esposito and the Darksaber. And the Darksaber exists. And then... <sighs> just a lot of good fights. The stuff with the, the, the Dark Troopers who look badass and got to do some cool stuff before... Uh, and we've been teasing it all, all podcast, but let's get into it. Luke fucking Skywalker shows up in, in his glorious, glorious form. And, and it was, and it was, 
and it was dope, and it was awesome, and I don't care that the CGI on young Mark Hamill looked like shit, but <laughs> like I, I do not yeah. care. That is, that, that is the one nit I will pick on this episode, is that that looked like shit, and that it's kind of weird that people on the internet can make those deep fakes look a lot more realistic than it's so what we true. got there. But it is what it is, and I'm willing to go. That's going to be our version of, like, you know how when, when you and I, you know, in the 90s and in the early 2000s, how you would watch things? And, you know, from, like, 20 years ago, like, you know, any of those, like, trauma horror flicks or anything like that, mm-hmm. like Swamp Thing and stuff like that from the from the 80s, and you watch it and be like, God, this looks like shit, right? And, like, um, you know, that's going to be our children's version like Thea in, in 15 <laughs> years is gonna I'm gonna be watching the Mandalorian with her and she's gonna and she's gonna be like like that's gonna be her version of like 80s horror stuff right whenever they tried to do like like the dogs in oh it uh, looks so fake <laughs> yeah remember the dogs at the end the dog demons at the end of Ghostbusters right remember how oh, yeah. shitty those look on rewatches that's gonna be her version of that is is gonna be CGI Mark Hamill at the end of of, of chapter 16 of, 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 of well the thing, one you yeah. just had me rewatch uh, the other weekend was uh, Event Horizon and the CG. Well, I didn't like, make oh my you, but God. I no, I didn't even make you. you suggested it. I'm like, oh yeah, I hadn't seen it. But it's like, oh, yeah, the but, CG yeah. in that was so bad. Like, oh, like oh, oh look, there's this tragic. item floating. It's like, um, no, that that just like, looks uh, like, like something like, superimposed over the camera. Like this one was like the Mark Hamill was truly bad. It was truly, truly bad. Like, like I put it. I, I, I didn't would say focus on it, but I couldn't tell. It's like. Did they do yeah. the de-aging thing? Did they get someone close, or are they actually yeah. using the deep fake technology to try to do I, it? This no, time? it wasn't the deep. It wasn't whatever technology they used for the deep fakes, because the technology they used for the deep fakes actually looks like real. It's fucking like that's why it's fucking creepy, and we need to do something about it. But uh, it, it, the people who know how to do that should be putting their their skills to better use, much like what we're seeing here, where we we, we try to make young Mark Hamill for you know two minutes at the end of a Mandalorian mm-hmm. episode look not shitty because you know what like because i would say mark hamill like like that that shitty young cgi mark hamill like to me it was like right up there with when they put the rock on the scorpion body at the end of uh (laughs) mummy returns or whatever like it was that bad it was tragic (laughs) but everything that happened preceding it was so fucking incredible that i didn't even care right and i was just like i'm gonna let this slide because like i didn't even need the r2d2 fucking uh thing that was just like okay i guess you're just trying to push all the nostalgia buttons but i don't really care about the droids i'm not a big droids guy uh like bb8 to me or whatever the fuck that is i'm like this is fucking annoying get this guy out of here and but like r2d2 at least you know was was fairly cool um Man, yeah, what was going through yeah. your head though when uh, or, or or like did did you think it was going to be um well well let me let me start you off with this. Did you think it was gonna be Luke Skywalker the episode before or the or sorry, two episodes prior when we knew Grogu was contacting a Jedi? Was was Luke Skywalker number one on your uh, on your depth chart for um he, he, yeah. which guy we're gonna see? Yeah, Luke would have been my first pick only because okay. in the context of the live action stuff, he would have been the one that we've seen that's alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. So to me, that made sense. And again, going back, having not seen the Clone Wars, Rebels, knowing what other Jedis are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, Ahsoka Tano is around, yeah. having just met her the episode prior. Um, Luke seemed like the obvious choice. Um, so my money would have been on him, but if anybody else showed up, I would have been intrigued. It was like, okay, 
now who's this person and and what have you so when the the x-wing showed up like the one x-wing two thoughts ran through my mind Mm -hmm. obviously it's luke because i know luke's got his x-wing or it's weird that only one showed up because every other time we saw x-wings there were two like Mm -hmm. in the um when the the razor crest was going along and getting pulled over there were always two x-wings and like when they were saved from the uh the ice horrors and the spiders or what have you it's two x-wings this one was only one so i was pretty sure it was luke and then everything afterwards like it went from like 99% to 99.1 it's like everything that was going showing up until you actually see luke's face like it just it has to be like who's going around here being a copycat <laughs> trying to mimic mm-hmm. Luke. Cause even is like at the time he's dressed in the, the black cloak. Uh, there's the green lightsaber. When you see the hand holding the lightsaber, it's in a black glove. Like, yeah. All those little details like this has to be Luke. Mm-hmm. There's no oh, way I'd... around it. Yeah. I, I, you, you were right. It, it, like I, I wholeheartedly agree with you on all that stuff. And it was, it was just like the second I saw the X wing, I was just like, Oh, it's fucking Luke Skywalker. Right. Cause like, why would they give us the shot of the X wing? Right. But it, it was yeah. just so dope. But, but they held the reveal, which is cool. Part mm-hmm. of that was obviously for like, we got to keep the head covered while the stunt man does all of the cool stuff because Mark Hamill's right. in his goddamn sixties. Right. And we're not going to have Mark Hamill out there just being like, yeah, uh, you know, doing this, and it was it was obviously a throwback to his. Uh, it, it was also like he it got to do his version of his of the the character that his is his dad, mm-hmm. um, Darth Vader in Rogue One, which we brought that up with with him doing doing that whole thing where he he was slicing up the rebel guys, and in this one he was just like destroying all these dark troopers, and you were just yeah. like. It was like this is Luke Skywalker as a fully formed Jedi Master here, yeah. just cutting dudes to pieces and it was just like god that's so dope and i remember thinking you know people had some uh you know people like i for whatever reason people weren't well at least to me it seemed like the internet um was hesitant to declare that like because it we all knew we were going to see we were going to get a jedi at the end of this episode right um it seemed likely yes yeah, we all we all knew we were gonna get a Jedi, even though we we knew uh, we'd already seen one technically with Ahsoka Tano. We knew we were getting mm-hmm. one more because uh, there's no way they were gonna do like it would just be bad writing for them to do an episode where it, to spend an entire episode where Grogu is contacting a Jedi and then we don't see a Jedi <laughs> for the rest of the season. That's just bad writing, Rob. Um, the uh, uh, so we knew we were getting a Jedi, and you know for the two weeks out, people had their uh, suspicions, and there was a lot of uh, uh, it, it seemed like people were hesitant to go with Luke Skywalker. I got to say, there were there was a lot of uh, names that I that I had to Google because, like you, I haven't. I I'm working mm-hmm. my way to Re- like people. I'm working my way to Rebels, and I'm working my way through Clone Wars. I'm trying, um, but yeah, there, there, obviously there's Jedi at the end of Rebels. I'm sure there's more Jedi that are still alive at the end of uh, uh, Order sixty six that that I'm not necessarily aware about. Mm-hmm. Although I know like you know Shakti and the one Twi'lek and Plu Khan and then we all watch them die. Um, so, uh, and yeah, if I remember correctly, uh, Kit just... Fisto died like a bitch. Good yeah. Lord. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. just from friends saying awesome. it's like the, the yeah. one, so not Luke showing up, but they were expecting, um, was it like Ezra? Ezra. Something? Yeah. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a, a, a Jedi named Ezra that, um, 
I, I think it's Ezra anyway. Yeah, Ezra Bridger or Bridger. I don't know. Bridger. Uh, if I'm mispronouncing that, I put, but Ezra is uh, the, the Jedi that exists in, in Rebels, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was uh, the the. Uh, you're right. Thank you for pulling that name from the deep recesses there for me, Rob. Um, <laughs> that uh, that 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 was that seemed to be the overwhelming majority. That like like uh, the internet. That seemed to be the the number one at the top of their uh, depth chart. And for me, I'm with you. Where I thought it was just going to be Luke because the timeline fits for Luke. I. I I think people were hesitant to pick Luke Skywalker just be, for the reason of Mark Hamill's super old, and it would be kind of sacrilege to get anybody besides like, and and if it wasn't Luke, like if it wasn't Luke Skywalker, if it was just some new new guy being yeah. Luke Skywalker when they when he does the the pullback of the hood, and then it's like you know, some new guy, and then they go, "Who are you?" and he goes, "My name's Luke Skywalker." You'd be like, "Oh, this is terrible," <laughs> right? Like like, on, like that on, would ruin the hand, whole experience, yeah. right? Well, if you get someone that actually like looks close to Mark yeah. Hamill in the the age uh, age range, which mm-hmm. apparently um, oh, I can't remember his name uh, is it like Sebastian Stan or whatever Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got a, a little a, Mark Hamill. Apparently, type. there's yeah. an image of like here's him, here's Mark Hamill. Yeah. They are basically one and the same, and yeah, like bit, apparently there bit, was yeah. some, some talk of like people wanting. Uh, him just just to play uh, Luke Skywalker for this, mm-hmm. which I mean, that's fine as long as they don't just like bring out some random person. It's like you mm-hmm. are clearly not Luke Skywalker five years after Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, but obviously um, they've been doing a good job of keeping everything under wraps in terms mm-hmm. of like like we never knew we were getting a Baby Yoda. We never knew we were getting Luke Skywalker at the end of this season. You know, we didn't know we if we were like we had an inkling we were going to get some Boba Fett, but we didn't know we were getting like two and a half episodes of nothing but Boba Fett, right? And then like a spinoff. <laughs> and then a spinoff, right? Yeah, that was another thing that they kept under wraps. We knew we were getting all these other shows like Ahsoka and yeah, and Rogue Squadron and stuff like that and, they, and 12 other shows, but they never announced. That's the other thing. It's not really 12 shows, like 13 shows now because they, yeah. they dropped the book of Boba Fett at the end of, for, for this one, but... God damn it, it was just good to see Luke Skywalker fucking run. Like, that's where I was just like, like, season two was a little bit more fan service for a little, me, but... That's a little interesting to hear you say is that you wanted to see Luke Skywalker when you're well, so adamant about the Skywalkers. Fair, fair. But I mean, like, like I'll go to bat for Luke, but, like, yeah. in the in the sense of the movies, anyway, because which brings me to my ne- the next point I was going to make. They went way more fan servicey in season two than in season one, mm-hmm. but to me, in like the best possible way, and with stuff that we haven't necessarily seen before, and in my case, I guess, are sick of. Mm-hmm. Like, I keep going back to what I think is the worst fan servicey moment of all time, um, not just across uh, Star Wars, but across any medium uh, that I can think of, um, which is the uh, the scene in. Um, Force Awakens, where Ray and Finn are running across the de- a desert, and they go, "We got to get in a ship. What ship? That one." And then it was the, and then the it, and then it was Falcon. the fucking, um, yeah, <laughs> the aluminum Falcon. Well played, Rob. Yeah, it's the Millennium Falcon. And then they're like, "Get into it." And then the second they go into space, um, the second they go into space, Han Solo is like, "Hey, my ship!" And he finally found it. And it's like, "What? How did you finally find it? It was just sitting in the fucking desert down there. Go get it!" Like, what are you doing? It was just so bad and stupid. But, but like everything in this one is is in like the best possible way. And it's stuff like we've never seen live action Ahsoka to know that's mm-hmm. dope. We've never seen the dark saber in live action before. Well, you know, prior to this show. 
dope. We've never seen, uh, you, you know, like like Bo uh, Bo Katan and and her group in live action. Dope. You know, we we and it was just awesome like it's just awesome to the point where and it was like here's boba fett and we're gonna maybe go really heavy on the fan service that i joked about earlier and making this guy that this this loser character that people have carried the torch for for 40 years we're gonna make him actually awesome and interesting and badass and at the end you're mm-hmm. gonna want to watch his spinoff yes that includes you matt pierce the most cynical star wars guy on the planet the guy who who immediately is like all right but I'm on my toes, right? You know, like, 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 I'll take your content, but uh, you gotta prove it to me. It's always my my thing, right? But this time, I'm totally on board for, uh, for, for right. And it was it was good to see that version of Luke because we never actually got to see. Because if you think about it, we never actually got to see fully formed Jedi Luke just being badass, right? Like yeah. outside of maybe a few shitty cutscenes in some bad '90s videos, yeah. video like games, well, right? And w- with that, as he's going through tearing up the the dark troopers, like sure he's mm-hmm. using his lightsaber. We saw him use a lightsaber. Yeah. Um, but he's using force powers as well, mm-hmm. and one of which, which you know, used on a a person, would be considered probably a dark side power. Yeah. When yeah, just a bit murderous, crushing. Yeah. The one dark mm-hmm. trooper, yeah. <laughs> so like just seeing him use more of the the wide array of force powers, because I mean at this point like I, he's not the last Jedi, but like he's now no. starting up his own uh, Jedi temple and whatnot. So he's teaching his way of the force, which gets it a little closer to like you know having a balance of you know use the powers, but it's you know how you use them. <laughs> Yeah, maybe crushing something is okay when you're not crushing, uh, you know, humanoid's heart <laughs> or brain and skull. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but like, I want is is. I wonder if because like I I like now that the Jedi are back, it's time to see some Sith lords, right? Mm-hmm. Like like it's 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 time. Like I don't, and I assume we'll we'll see something like that. Like I. With the Mandalorian, I would like to, them not to go too Jedi heavy. I'd rather spend time like with the Boba Fett show that I was saying. I'd rather spend time in the right. CD underworld of and doing like, like I I want to keep it Western style where we're just moseying into town and having fun like littlest hobo style adventures and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then, but with an overarching plot, and it doesn't always necessarily have to lead up to us meeting Jedi and stuff like that. But I'm not sure if. You know, there's got to be some Sith Lords out there, right? And I think it's time for us to, to like, in, if, if while Ahsoka's l- looking for, uh, in the Ahsoka spinoff, I think that would be more I uh, think that's where we're going to see in, it. Right? Because in, yeah. in The Mandalorian, it's like, okay, they, they, you know, showed, they had Luke in there and all of that. I expect to see Luke at most once more in The Mandalorian. And that's mm-hmm. when uh, Din, or Mandalorian, Mando, whoever you want to call him, uh, goes to either pick up Grogu at a later date or drop something like drop off the ball kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see Luke being a part of it because <laughs> that means you're going to need to either cast somebody or we're no. going to have to see more of those uh, <laughs> <laughs> DH no. graphics and whatnot. No, so, none of that. And, and, like, I don't, I just don't see him being a, a part of the series other than just being there because we're going back to Grogu for whatever reason. Um, I don't know about like the Ahsoka Tano spinoff. Maybe I just trying. Yeah. I, well, I'm trying to look it up. Like, cause like one of my favorite, you know, characters that I like in, in the clone wars and, and, 
because they did her badass in the Jendi Tartakovsky version. Uh, that like remember the, the, oh, the yeah. original Clone Wars was, was She's got uh, the, the the two uh, like yeah Ventress with the moon. dual yeah Ventress, yeah. Yeah, adventurous, and she uh, she you know fights Ahsoka and and those guys like a million times in the show, and I'm just not sure if they ever. Uh, I, I'm just not sure if she ever died because I've never like I haven't watched through all of Clone Wars, so I'm not sure if her character is still alive in canon or not. And, and you can always kind of rewrite that in Star Wars anyway. Hell, they did it with uh, Ming Na Wen's character, and um, if it's not too expensive, I somewhat expect them to do it with uh, Mace Windu at some point, Rob. Yeah. Right. Like I, that's that's kind of on the phone. So I don't I don't know if uh, someone someone hit me up on social media and let me know if if in canon if the Ventress character is supposed to be deceased or not. But uh, uh, just, the uh, or sorry, if she's not, then we should definitely she should definitely show up, right? She should definitely show up and and fight like Ahsoka Tano, and it should be fun and awesome. <laughs> that that would actually be really awesome because yeah. uh, that version of the Clone Wars, like those two seasons, I did watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh I yeah, those were enjoy- fantastic. I very much enjoyed those. And mm-hmm. yes, that Ventress character <laughs> to have uh, to have her there as like a recurring villain, or whether it be a, a multi-season arc villain, and having multiple fights with Ahsoka, those would mm-hmm. be a lot of fun to see. Because <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they both use they both dual wield. <laughs> you could mm-hmm. you could do some fun things. They seem to be very acrobatic with it. Yeah, and it's just like it's it's time to. They're just like it's 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 time to uh, yeah like we need we need to see they need to sprinkle in some Sith lords into this series mm-hmm. and then and then do some some awesome crap with the Sith lords so. Yeah, that's uh. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just time to do awesome. Like that's what I would like. I, I would like to see some Sith Lords going forward, and then uh, get the old because like that that'll be the next thing when we see a lightsaber spark, and then it, I mean it has to be the red, I guess, which lame. That the bad, I I find lame. They may mix it up. Use... Yeah, yeah, the, but hopefully, yeah. but obviously, the first time uh, uh Sith Lord sparks a lightsaber, it's got to be that deep red, right? Like yeah. you, you just got to go there. God, what a great season this was, and I just like. Like I said, they went more heavy in the fan servicey in in season two, mm-hmm. but it, to me in the best possible way, right? Like, like just I I, I thought it was. I didn't I didn't yeah. find it irritating like I did when I watched Force Awakens. Is is how yeah I'll within that. within the confines of the show, mm-hmm. everything seemed on point. It seemed great. Um, mm-hmm. The fan servicey part of the announcements of all of the future projects that are going on and Ugh. coming out it's like that that's a little different but yeah. uh, well but i'm, I'm very cynical as you know <laughs> yeah but I, but i'm pleased with the mm-hmm. uh everything about season two i i very much enjoyed it preference um, with the, the bit where i no longer get too uh invested into it but uh mm-hmm. usually there's something that's like oh i don't like that but i'll just ignore it it's like i can't off the top of my head now i can't think of things where it's like oh i didn't like that and i'll mm-hmm. ignore it the the luke thing would be like eh, bad graphics but yeah. i was very pleased and i had to do kind of like a double take on uh when he started talking like wait was that mark hamill and then like hearing this oh my god it is mark hamill and then in the credits oh, yeah. confirming it i'm like oh that's awesome 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was definitely his voice, and and he's obviously one of the best voice actors we've ever had. He was the fucking Joker for God's sake, and a bunch yep. of other stuff. But uh, one last thing, and then this will be my last question to you, and then we'll get out of here. Um, do you think that we'll see Grogu again? And uh, would you, would you be upset that it's? Um, well, I guess upset's not the right word. I was just like like um, would you prefer? Because I'll say I would. Would you prefer going forward if we do uh, adventures with uh, Mando and uh, without Grogu? If we if we if we go on a new set of adventures, not uh, pertaining to the child, I would be okay with uh, Grogu's coming back at some point. Oh yeah, for like, sure. He, that character doesn't just disappear. Yeah. No, um, no, no. Like there'll I, be a moment. There'll be a moment in season three or four of The Mandalorian where things are dire, and they're gonna be like, "Fuck, we're screwed. We're gonna die. These Imperials are bearing mm-hmm. down on us." And then people are gonna start getting thrown around and you know whatnot. Yeah. And and then a fully a not 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 a fully grown up, but a more mature version of Grogu mm-hmm. will show up, and he'll be a fully trained Jedi, and and he'll. You know, probably be able to, and he'll talk in that uh, backwards Yoda speak and whatnot, yeah. and and uh, and it will well, be an awesome, awesome moment that we will all go nuts for. Well, we have to wonder: <laughs> is that, is yeah. that, um, that species just how they talk, or did Yoda mm-hmm. talk that way because he was so damn old? <laughs> Perhaps, yeah, yeah. I've so many questions that will be yeah. answered, I suppose. But, uh, yeah. but spitballing off the top of my head, my guess mm-hmm. is season three of The Mandalorian does not have or show Grogu until possibly I like, like the, the last I like scene or like in the last episode of that season, whether it's a thing that happens because of that episode or it's mm-hmm. teasing to something of what's going to go on in season four. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where my thoughts are at right now for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. If, if you want that, yeah. like I, I strictly I think with we the should... Mandalorian, the yeah, Ahsoka think, Kitsuno should... show. Hey, if that brings in more Grogu, Mm-hmm. They, you know, they did the work around <laughs> yeah. or they found a th- loophole for it. <laughs> yeah, I just think we should go. I think we should go at least a year without any grow grew. And yeah. then at some point halfway through season four, he should show up and do something cool. Um, but like, it seems like the setup for like, I mean, for my money, if I were writing, but I'm not smart. So take this with a grain of salt. Um, I'm not smart, nor a writer. Um, you know, they set up the stuff with the dark saber and with Bo-Katan at the end, where he is now the yeah. wielder of the of the dark saber. So I, I feel like we should spend a lot more getting to um, the planet Mandalore and learning more about the Mandalorian culture and how that has mm-hmm. to do with everything. And and uh, yeah, like that should that should be more of the journey we go on in season three. I think Din had his whole thing, like his bro- uh, being brought up with the the Mandalorian way is this is the way like never taking your your helmet off never revealing your face and he's oh like, that reminds me go ahead we Sorry. never really talked about this um like with the believer episode and bill burr's character talking to him like and he had to take his helmet off to you know get scanned to try to get the coordinates mm-hmm. and, and things like that so like he started to question his belief system and mm-hmm. like did he go down like the wrong path or is he just like you know altering his uh, beliefs as he goes to, you know, survive and do what's best for, you know, Grogu mm-hmm. at this point. But uh, so, yeah, so like going to, to Mandalore and, and all of that, uh, mm-hmm. that that seems like a logical uh, step for season three or at least the beginning of it. 
Yeah. I mean, and that gave Giancarlo Esposito his most Giancarlo Esposito moment when Bo-Katan was standing there, you know, Katie Sackhoff is standing there staring at the dark saber and he's like, take it. And he's just, and Giancarlo Esposito's like, Oh, she can't take it. Right. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know, like, and that was, that, that gave him his best moment, but like, sorry, I forgot to bring up the ultra great moment of, and, and I guess this will be the last thing and then we'll get out of here, <laughs> but I forgot about the ultra great moment of him, of of Mando removing his helmet to show Grogu his face at the end in front mm-hmm. of Mark Hamill mm-hmm. uh, or in front of Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker who for the first time saw his dad's face when he had to remove his mask at the end of Last Jedi so it was a father figure removing a mask in order to show it to like the son for the first time yep. and that was just like I was just like, oh man, see now we're doing poetic nostalgia shit in uh, in Star Wars. We're not just being like, hey, there's the Millennium Falcon. You'll eat this up with a knife and fork, won't you, you morons? Right? Like it was just, yep. God, that that was that's you know that's how you do that is what I'm trying to say, and as opposed to you know basically everything they did nostalgia wise in fucking Force Awakens, which just ceaselessly irritated the shit out of me. And, uh, but like, just like, that was just such a perfect capper for a perfect scene and just a, a, the end of a, of, of a, just an absolutely just flawless season, bad, bad, deep fake CGI, notwithstanding, just, (laughs) just a flawless, flawless scene. Um, anything else you wanted to bring up, uh, before we get out of here? Like any, anything you thought was cool or wanted to mention? Nothing more that I can think of than we've talked about already. Yeah. I think we pretty much got it all. The Beskar uh, spear was pretty, uh, it was pretty awesome. Hope to see more of that. Um, yeah, I just liked a lot of the more martial style fighting and that, that was, was Oh yeah. With the martial style fighting Cara Dune, like, that gun's the... jammed. It's like, ah, oh, get still just <laughs> yeah. wail on people with the butt of the, <laughs> the yeah, gun. Yeah, that was good. And but just like fighting with like like the spear versus uh, lightsaber stuff and the dark saber, and it was it was fun seeing. It was well Pedro Pascal fighting with a spear again because last mm-hmm. time it didn't work out too well for him. Um, oh well, I guess he technically won that fight, kind of, sorta. And mm-hmm. um. But he, uh, yeah, just, you know, spear fighting dark saber as opposed to just like two guys doing flippy moves in a, in a, uh, you know, with like two Jedi or light or Jedi and a Sith doing flippy moves with lightsabers while everybody just sells pew pews, just a lot better fight sequences and stuff. And I just mm-hmm. thought it, thought it was really cool. Um, God, yeah, can't wait for season three. Can't wait for the Book of Boba Fett. The twelve other shows they announced. Yeah, we'll wait and yeah. see how they do on that one. They, they like, I still like because I'm hesitant because it's classic Star Wars and classic Kathleen Kennedy, where she's like, they liked one, give them twelve more. So, like, yeah. while she's like standing there just counting her money and not really, you know, putting <laughs> in the effort. Um, I thought of one other yeah. thing. Um, since you were talking about the dark saber and the uh, mm-hmm. uh, the the spear fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Just how strong that Beskar steel is when mm-hmm. the uh, the dark trooper is just pummeling. Oh uh, God, that was concussion city. Face that scene. into the like, wall, and yeah. the helmet's not moving, but the wall and like yeah. the metal on that is warping. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I'm oh like, man. <laughs> You're I assume get... concussions exist in the Star Wars universe, but I mean, yeah, like, like uh, to me, that's just one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm just yeah. suspending my disbelief here because, like, because Mando would have needed, like, he would have needed to go into that, like, blue hut, uh, that, that blue tent they have on the sideline of football fields before oh, he yeah. was allowed to con- he was allowed to continue that mission because, like, he took, like, 12 shots to directly to the head, right? Well, before I was thinking like... uh, Venture Brothers style with the bell. Yeah. <laughs> just... Getting that bell rung. 
constant. Yeah, it was the little sideshow Bob stepping on the rakes of Jace, too, right? Yeah. Where he's just like, okay, I think I can boom. No, okay, well, what about boom? No, okay, how about the boom? Like, that was, that was comical. Oh, man. I can think of no better way to get out of here than on uh, the the Mando getting punched in the head several times and <laughs> getting his braids turned to bush by a dark trooper. Um, that will be it for this uh, crossover podcast. Available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. We're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, please listen to us there and pump up those numbers and give leave us a review and uh, we could uh, use some on on those particular websites uh that is it for this week at the time you will be listening to this uh i will have released a day or two earlier the week 16 uh in the national football league uh pod with bill and craig so uh go back and check that out if you're a big football fan if not this is our big uh, christmas episode so it'll be out on uh uh, December 25th. So Merry Christmas to uh, everybody listening. And as I said, you know, a happy belated Hanukkah and uh, et cetera, et cetera, to whatever you happen to celebrate or believe in or whatever. Um, or, or just, just all that stuff. Just a good, just a good all time feeling better and positive vibes going forward to everybody as we attempt to get through the world that is currently an insanely twisted place. But uh, hey, we got. 14 different Star Wars shows coming out to look forward to, I guess, uh, as well as about 37 other Marvel movies. So there's stuff, stuff worth hanging on for, worth sticking around for, I guess, if you will. Uh, Rob, it was a pleasure doing this with you. Thanks for as having always. me. As always. We got, we'll probably get you back on... Well, honestly, we might get you back on sooner rather than later because uh, Wonder Woman 84 uh, debuts uh, in Christmas Day, the day that this will drop. Um, people will have already seen Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes because we got to figure. We we don't know it precisely because we live up in up north in Kenyatta, and uh, we're not sh- quite sure if it's going to be available for us via the streaming services and stuff that we have up here. Yeah, if I'm it not is, sure. I, I will just, have watched I'm not going it. To a theater, so. <laughs> no, fuck no. Uh, we're not definitely not going to a theater. I don't even know if they're available. I know they say like in available in theaters. I don't think that's true up here in Canada. I don't think we have any open movie theaters currently in 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 Canada. And then it's too cold this time of year to do drive-ins because you could technically still get like whether or not the drive-in movie uh, industry gets reinvigorated <laughs> once you know uh, by by COVID. Who knows? Um, but in Canada, it's it's can't watch them in the fucking <laughs> current type of year that it is but if not you and i just might have to go dark side and uh find some illegal sort of download of, of wonder woman 1984 and then watch it some, and then some we'll, temporary we'll, borrowing yeah temporary borrowing and then we'll cough up uh, our money for it when we're actually able to up here um because we're responsible consumers but uh, we're also like to not wait for like i'm not sitting around for a month for a woman woman 1984 i'm just not gonna do that rob <laughs> but uh yeah anyway that's it merry christmas everybody happy everything else take care and uh we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast So bad.